welcome to the Talking Minds podcast. Come join us as we chat about a whole host of mindset-related issues, giving you both the male and female perspective. Don't miss out on the exciting interviews we'll be conducting with some truly inspirational guests. My name's Marcus Matthews, and I'm a rapid transformational therapist whose quest is to transform people's minds to reach their own personal greatness. My name is Tracy Carroll. I'm a rapid transformational therapy practitioner, and my mission is to end the stigma surrounding mental health issues and show people they no longer need to suffer in silence. begin. A person asked Buddha, are you God? And Buddha replied, no. A person asked Buddha, are you an angel? And Buddha replied, no. Then the person asked, well, what are you? And Buddha replied, I'm awake. In today's podcast, I'm honestly, I'm going to get really excited. I feel as though I'm like a little kid because I had an experience uh, with working with another RTT therapist where some strange, crazy stuff happened. And I've just joined um, a new community called Quantum Elite. Um, see the show notes, we'll put everything in there. And I've connected to the most beautiful soul, Bobby Rich- Richardson, <clears throat> who is a light worker. Okay, so for those of you who don't know what light working is, because I certainly didn't, um, there are so many connotations um, spiritual guides, psychic. Um, gatekeeper, manifester, messenger, transmuter, dreamer. And I haven't a clue what it is really, other than I'm going to swear it seems bloody cool. Um, So if you are not enlightened, if you are not open, this conversation may go a little bit past your brain. But we were just talking, and this is the equivalent of somebody coming out of the closet spiritually. So today I have Tracy with me. Hello Tracy. Good evening. And we have Bobby with us. Now I will say Bobby is looking amazing given she's in Australia. She's just got up. I think it's like five o'clock in the morning, half five in the morning. So um, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna just tell us about you. Tell us about what you do and then me and Tracy will then geek out on what you say. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. Hey, everybody. I'm so, I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. That's really fun. Um, Yeah, there's so much to say. I don't usually compartmentalize and say that I'm a light worker and I just wanted to interact that, but I'm really happy that he's spoken it up because there is, there definitely is 
beings or people on earth that are woken at this time that realize they have some sort of mission. Um, and my whole life has been revving me up for this um, time. And that's because uh, my mum could see things that others couldn't see. Um, and she shut that down. And then I was past uh, that uh, ability, that gift, but I didn't shut it down. So I used it and I reeled in the reins and I asked whoever was visiting me, like I would wake up and literally see things in my room that others couldn't see. I, I could interact with them. I've seen things in forests. I've been, you know, to many places, been to Uluru um, with David Icke and um, had elders uh, call me up and then have them talk to me telepathically. You know, I mean, I've had a lot, a lot, a lot of spiritual experiences um, and been guided my whole life for this point. And there's a big reason for it why so many of us are starting to wake up now because humanity is going through a huge shift. Um, we are bringing in our intuition again. We're bringing in our spiritual side again. We're connecting to our soul. We're starting to realize that there's more than just the logical science of things. And that's why a lot of us are waking up at the moment. So yeah, I've got a lot of stories to tell. Um, probably thousands, honestly. I actually started recording them for a while um, and I've got them on my, my YouTube. So, but I started, I thought it would just be a couple of recordings. It's now busted into number six, I think. We're still going, <laughs> so still haven't got to the end. Um, yeah, and I just keep on tripping up over more and more because they actually told me to write it down um, years ago. They actually showed me in when I woke up, I saw this pen um, just drifting above me, like floating above me. And I'm like, why is that there? It took me three days to figure it out. And I'm sure they would have been going, oh, my God, three days happened. This lady help us in the end. If she can't even figure out how, what a pen means, you know, floating above her two or three days later. So I had to write a lot of this down and I've got literally like uh, I've got them all down on the floor literally books and books of you know um bits and pieces and of what's what was happening um throughout my whole life yeah so the biggest turning point for me there was two there was quite a, I'll say more than two there was quite a few turning points there was one turning point that happened when I was in my 20s. And I really, to me, although I saw these things, I wasn't spiritual. I was just, I was curious. Um, I did uh, get to see things like I'd had a, a child when I was 22. And she, I used to see her astral travel around until she was about uh, four or five months. Um, the babies that are born, they will travel to the mum and stay with them astrally. Um, and so I would wake up thinking that my baby was with me because I literally saw her come to me and I'd be hugging her. And then I would wake up and go, where is she? And panic thinking, oh my God, where is she trying? I had a waterbed at the time because I'm, I'm quite old actually. I'm 53. And I thought that she had like hit, like gone into the crevices of the waterbed <laughs> trying to find her, but she was back in the crib. Um, and then and I've actually seen my youngest daughter before she was born when I was pregnant with her. Um, and she looks exactly like she does now. Um, but one of the biggest things, sorry, I sidetracked then was 
when I was in, in my 20s, I was traveling to a place called Akaroa in New Zealand with a fiance of mine, a, a um, partner of mine. And uh, I had this funny voice come in my head. It was very subtle and it just kept saying, Bobby, just think positively. And I'm like, well, whatever, what's that going to make any difference? And it just kept saying it. And it said, well, why don't you just, I started having this conversation. It's like, why? And it would say, well, why don't you just think positive? It's, it's not going to hurt anyone. No one knows what's going on in your head. So let's have a crack at this. Anyway, I just forgot about it until we got, we, we pulled up at Akaroa. And uh, as we pulled up, it was just a long beach. In New Zealand, there's no like beaches where people like, well, there are people gather, but mainly you can just pull up absolutely anywhere. Um, so it wasn't a car park or anything. Pull up on the sandy, gravelly um, place. And my partner jumps out to take photographs. And I had the same voice in my head that I had on that drive saying, open the car door and dig. And I'm like, what? Okay, no one's around. Okay, I'm not going to look like I'm a fool. I'll open the car door. And I, I looked down and I just dug. And I dug about a few inches down and I pulled out a solid gold bracelet worth quite a few hundred dollars and a silver earring and a pendant. And I just went, oh my God, I've got to listen to this voice. So that was one of the aha moments, even though I, I all my life had had visions. That was one of those moments where I did. Now, it wasn't that thinking positive all the time was the, the message. The message was you need to reel in and control your thoughts. You need to start controlling your mind. And if you learn how to do this, we can help you. So they started teaching me on the way about um, using a default um, in my brain. So whenever I think negatively about something, they would say, find just find anything that you can think of quickly. So I started using a fluffy duck because I liked them. They were really cute. And every time something happened in my mind that I didn't like, that I wanted to control, that I wanted to reel in, I put this default and my brain started realizing what the default meant. And that meant that I could start controlling my brain. Now, if you've got a real issue, obviously it's good to get into that issue. And I'm one that would really face the negative things that come into my mind and make sure that I get through those and, you know, go back and weed back and find out where that came from so that I could get a different perspective and clear it. So I'm not saying think, thinking positive is, is absolutely, you know, you have to do that all the time. I don't even now, I mean, but I know how to control my mind at least enough to um, get these other messages. And it just, it just gets more and more crazy from there, honestly. Um, I was going to say, with yeah, that, and Tracy, I'll, I'll, I'll back me up on this one. Within RTT, we call that interruption. So even though when we're kind of, so when we do RTT and you're looking at the negative and you're finding the root cause and all that sort of stuff, one of the things I certainly teach my clients is that, although we're dealing with that issue, when that negativity comes in, actually the key is not thinking positive. The key is actually catching the, the negative and it's actually not a negative. It's actually no. a lesson. So I said, there's no, neg there's no, there's no positive. There's no negative. 
there is just a guidance system yes that is coming into you so I just want to reel back on something okay yeah no I agree with you completely there because we've been taught bad good negative positive and it's really experience I totally agree with you everything Mm -hmm. is just experience and it's whether you are in, you know, you're coming from self-love and loving who you are in that moment or whether you're coming from that horrible place of I really am no good and, and that sort of thing. But, yeah, um, maybe we should move on to uh, Well, I want to more... just go back onto something. I want to stay in Wuhu land. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm staying in Wuhu land because I just want to ask a question about this. So I, I just wrote a note on here and there's a couple of things. And I wondered, you said something just came into my mind when you said about, you know, being a mum. And I, obviously I've never given birth. Um, you know, personally. <laughs> I hear about it all the time, whenever I'm wrong. Um, but um, one of the things I, I wondered that came to my, my mind when you said about that is I remember Michelle saying that when she was, um, when she was in hospital, when Harry, our eldest, had been born, and she woke up panicking because she thought he was there and he wasn't he'd actually been they'd taken him into the kind of the baby bit at the side where so mum's gonna have a sleep and I just wondered I'm just saying this out loud for any mums that are out there I just wonder whether that innate connection that innate energy to a child um actually is natural and when you first either give birth or you know you're talking to your baby you're talking to that growing baby and all the rest of it where they're actually, when the mothers naturally go into that, so they feel that energy, but they don't tap into it. So I'm just wondering whether people have actually experienced that, but they've just seen it as I actually, panic. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm not a mum, so I don't know. But. I actually believe that babies should be with their mum right you know sleeping with their mum and everything we're taught straight off the bat when they take those babies off no you can't trust yourself as a mum that's the first thing that's been taught to the baby and the mum oh no you can't trust yourselves to be next to each other you can't trust no you'll you'll kill it what yeah you know you've (laughs) just given that's what i mean it's it's a baby and it's gone through so much trauma and the baby needs that touch and that connection still. So astrally, it will travel to you because it's like, well, I still want to be with my mom, you know. I'm used to having the heartbeat and everything. And where is she? And now I feel totally, totally abandoned. First thing I would change is babies should be able to see. It's up to the mom. It's up to whoever it is. I'm not saying, you know, giving a strict rule for anyone on anything. If you feel inclined to, to be, you know, with a baby when it's born, then that should be an option. Absolutely. Tracy, yeah, it's Trace, get, Tracy go for it because your face is a picture. Anybody who's not watching this on YouTube, Tracy's brain, is, I can see it going a million miles an hour. It's like a thousand questions. Go for it. No, I was just going to say, mine weren't taken away. Neither well, you were lucky. So, oh, yeah. okay. I don't know to be whether fair, it's I wouldn't argue with you either. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> mine the, was, the midwife probably looked at you and went, I am not having that conversation. She'll probably kill me. <laughs> I'm just saying. I was in New Zealand. They, had, they peed on me. And they straight up take them and put them in a crib. And lots of the time, they'll take them away into another room to say, you need rest. Um, um, that's not to individual, but we, uh, but I, I actually took my baby out of the crib and slept with 
with my my eldest one the first night Mm -hmm. and they were like oh you know the next morning I thought I'm glad that I did that because they took her away right from off the bat because I had to have a lot of stitches and that so she was away straight up um, for hours and I needed that connection yeah there's a lot there's a lot more to talk about with that sort of thing but I'm thinking we really want to get into this juicy I know I've just got one more question sorry because I, I know that I'm going to start getting those eyes off Trace to go we've got <laughs> okay so one of the things you talked about then was about beings now I know a lot of people might look at that and go crazy lady she's seeing beings right I'm going to say this I've had this so I want to just explain what I've seen and what I've experienced. Now, this has been um, using RTT with another mm-hmm. therapist, another colleague that was working with me on some stuff. But I, I truly believe that what we do within RTT is just really the bus. It's just the toolbox. And as we open up these energetic lines, as we open up new stuff, as we become you know, more, more open, we do start to get things coming in. And it's about having that awakening and noticing of it. So these are a few things that have come to me and come to me regularly, especially, and I've noticed when there's certain things happening in my life. So for example, I get animals, elephant is my, and an elephant's eye, very much eyes, but elephants, bears, wolves, and hawks quite often. Um, symbols. Now I know we're, we are going to geek out on this bit and this is why I'm asking this question. So I've only had this a few times, but I've had that kind of tran- what I call the Transformers experience when uh, Wiki is writing all that stuff all over. So I've had that come to me. And at the same time, I saw these different beings. Okay. And when I say I saw them, it was like 5K. It was as if I was in the room. It was, it was an amazing experience. Um, also, I've had a lot of past lives. And when I said past lives, I mean spirits from a past life not necessarily my past life i've also seen demons um and i've also kind of had messages through that as well so i'm i've been told by a lot of people that i'm clearly connected apparently (laughs) i don't know i've just been told by a lot of people you're tapping into source you do know that don't you and i'm like again no i'm doing keto i don't do source anymore no um (laughs) So, so I just want to, I'd really be interested in kind of what your interpretation might be. Is that something that happens to your clients when they come to you? Is that something that's happened to you? Is that normal? Do I need to medicate? Um, I just, I'd just be really interested. That's all on what your interpretation of that. So I, I know what I believe and I'm sticking with it because it's ace, but I just, yeah. as somebody who works in that, area which i have traveled there it's like going to disneyland i've seen disneyland but i don't know what happens in the background so okay yeah. when you say that you see are you seeing in your mind or are you seeing like they're actually there are you seeing um, in the meditation yeah it's in a meditation i'm, I'm not saying i'm not just i'm not disregarding it are they like physically there or no no they're so if i'm if my eyes are closed, what happens is, I'll explain it because it's really weird. So if you imagine I close my eyes and there's kind of what I can only describe as a flicker. It's as if a screen comes down. It's really, really weird. And I notice it. And it's as though it's right. It's time to focus. It's like a gateway opens. And as that get, it then gets projected in there. And actually it's more of an immersive 
thing. It's as if I've gone that way. So if my body's there, I don't, I wouldn't call it an out of body experience, although I have felt that. It's more as if I've kind of leaned into it as though my body switched off. I know I'm breathing and I know I'm there and I can flick in and out of it. Okay, so what I'm seeing is that you're actually feeling from your pineal gland, you're seeing from your pineal gland, which yeah. is an actual eye in the center of your brain. Yeah. You have a pineal uh, gland. Yeah, th it's third eye type as, stuff, yeah. It's, I know, yeah. So it looks like it's, it's an eye and it has tiny little crystals. There's a lot of information that they've given me about the pineal gland and its opening and that sort of thing. When I say I've seen something, I've physically seen them in my room. Like I wake up and see these beings standing there. Does that not <laughs> freak seen, you out? No, the reason why I want to say that is because I want you to realize that what you're seeing is real. Um, it's, it's just that you're seeing it from your third eye. Yes. But I want to say to you it's real because I've seen it for, for real, for real. Yeah. Um, yes. They used to freak me out a lot. I mean, and I had to learn to bring in the reins and say, this is what I can handle and this is what I can't. Um, so when it's when it was happening a lot, and I didn't like it when when I woke up and see you know, people who had passed over and they're leaning over me. Um, so I, I could tap into whatever I wanted. It was up to me to, to take the reins of what I chose. So they, first of all, like dead people were coming and all that. It was kind of like um, there's a show called The Medium with Alison Duvois in it. And that that's kind of like that. But I decided that I wanted to see my whole game was what is the potential of humanity? Because I was getting all these beings coming to me and giving me messages. And there were so many. I said, I need to reel it into just having a few at a time with profound message. So they said, well, if you do that, can you please ask a question? So at that moment in bed, I'm like, okay, a question. What am I going to ask? Jeepers. You know, there's so you much to ask. <laughs> Sorry, you, you're like, yeah, you, you, didn't want to be you needed to niche a little bit. You know, it was too generalized. You know, we all yeah, know that so from marketing. You need you're to speaking to no one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speak to everyone. You're speaking to no yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> the way. So I ended up, I was thinking, oh, school, I didn't, you know, the history in school, I really didn't really gel with what they were telling us about some of the ancient history. And I'm like, is that ancient history for real? Uh, you know, maybe we'll do that. Is ancient history for humanity real? Is it real or is it fake? Or is it the school system is right? I don't care. I'm emptying my cup. I don't care. Just give me the messages of is humanity's history real? Um, and then I also asked around the same time to meet somebody of high integrity that was alive, not spirit. Um, and they're like, well, you don't need that. And I said, yeah, well, I'm changing the oh, rules yeah. here. So I, while I'm here, I've decided I do need that. And it was a few months later, I got um, led to a lady through really crazy circumstances that was doing a talk in Byron Bay. And she was, her name was Grandmother Parisha. And she was a Cherokee elder from Ohio that had come to find, she was told by her guides by her elders to go find what she says is the buffalo hearts, the white buffalo hearts. And that pure souls have come straight here to help guide 
us at the moment. So she chose me out of a crowd of people of about 100 people that were in her talk, you know, listening to her do a talk. And um, she started doing this neurony change. I didn't even know what a neuron path was. So it was pretty naive. And she's doing this thing on my brain. And it gave, gave me back the clarity that I had all those years ago when I found the gold bracelet, because that actually finding the gold bracelet led me to absolute clarity of myself for a while. But then I, it's like the trainer wheels left and I was had to do it all myself. And I'm like, oh my God. And I started coming, all the all the negative stuff started coming in um, again because I was in line with somebody that wasn't so positive for a while and I had to learn to do it all myself. Um, so she reeled me in with the neuron paths and for two weeks I had that clarity again. Okay, you've got my you've got me now. And I went back to see her a year later. Now she goes around the world. She doesn't just go around Australia. So she meets a lot of people. So um, there was this another talk with 60 people and she called me out of a crowd again and said, I will be working with you. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. So she, um, there was a, a lot of things that had happened with her and clearing all my crap, helping me clear my crap. But one of the most profound things was when we went to Melbourne for a meeting, we were in a university there and there was a remote viewing movie that was being shown and she had to do a talk on it. She had never seen the movie, so she had to see the movie. So she said, oh, Bobby, there's a seat next to me, kind of a spare seat. I'm like, okay, this is, that wasn't, you know, that was obviously instigated, that was meant to happen. So she sits next to me and puts her hand on my hand and I'm like, okay, that's interesting. That doesn't usually happen either. <laughs> and then she starts breathing really weird through the movie. And I'm like, oh my God, she's fallen asleep and someone's going to ask her questions and she's fallen asleep because she's going like this, but she hadn't fallen asleep. She connected to me telepathically. And we were talking telepathically. This lady was asking me about my life journey and I'm describing it telepathically to her. And then I'm going, and then it'll phase out and we would watch part of the movie and then it would come back. And it, the crazy thing is after when people were asking the questions, everything that we phased out to watch part of the movie was what the questions were on. <laughs> Just ask me how all this happens. And then through the telepathic connection towards the end, because I'm actually, even though I see all this stuff, I just want so much confirmation. It's crazy. I'm constantly looking for more and more confirmation. She, um, she said, I said to her, can you please ask me to follow you back to USA? And she's like, oh, why would I do that? And I said, well, actually, this is my confirmation. <laughs> if you ask me that, then I know that this is for real because my left brain is having a brain fart. My left brain's going, what the frick is happening here? Excuse my language. <laughs> no, <sorry>. So <laughs> she, after everything had wrapped up, she called over her partner, her husband, sorry, a long-term husband, and said, Tony, can, um, let's ask Bobby to follow us back to America. And Tony's like, huh? Because <laughs> that's not something she would normally say, but she said the exact words that I asked her to say. 
And I just went, okay, this is for real. This is for real. And then she came up to me and whispered in my ear, it's magical, isn't it? I'm like, holy crap. But the thing is, through that communication, there was a level of uh, unconditional love that happens. There was a level of just profound connection that happens. And when I got back to the to where I was staying, because I don't come from Melbourne, I was uh, staying with some friends. I was in my room kind of going a little nuts, going, hang on a sec, I feel like I absolutely love, love, love this lady. And in transitioning that to my left brain, going, you don't want to have sex with that lady. You know, it was a <laughs> real weird feeling that happened because I had never experienced that high that high level of unconditional love before in my life, and I had to I had to break it down to no, this is this is something spiritual. This is something different. This is something um, a connection, you know, a, a profound connection to make this happen. So what happens is as we raise our level of awareness and humanity and we become more enlightened, we become more connected and then this telepathic ability starts to click on. And it's not just with humanity, it's with the animals, it's with the plants, it's with higher beings that are giving us more wisdom. Our whole world expands because telepathy is universal language. It's the language that they talk about in the Babylon kind of thingy that is to do with our our original language. But the reason why it was cut off is because a long thousands of years ago, we learned all we could about the right brain and the intuition and all of that connection. And we we needed to learn what the left brain was all about. So we've had thousands of years now of learning what the left brain and the logical side of ourselves is Mm. meant to be about. Um, And now we've come to the point I believe I was told last year, uh, December last year, that that point um, is when it's clicking back in with our right brain and our intuitions coming back in. Uh, and, And the right brain holds imagination where you can shift anything you want through the belief of your imagination. Our intuition comes back on and it also has connection to source energy. Now, they showed me that through, they connected me with a guy called Dr. Ramachandra, who did a study on the brain of the left and the right hemisphere. And when he did this study, there was people that were born without the corpus callosum that joins the two hemispheres of the brain together. So he could talk to one part of the brain and then another part of the brain in this experiment of the same person. So we talked just to the left brain and he said, does God exist? And the, and the person said, no, no. And then it taught, he talked to the right hand hemisphere and he said, does God exist? Of course. So we had two personalities here of the same person that was coming through because our right hemisphere, and I'm not saying everything is on our right hemisphere, I'm just compartmentalizing it because we are coming from a logical point of view. Our right and intuitive hemisphere holds the connection to source energy as well. Now, when that was severed, what happened was the left brain wanted to try to find something to take out to, to help it guide it, to guide 
guide it. It had nothing to guide it. So we formed leadership. So we formed one or two people in charge of us all because we had no source energy that could do that. Now we're bringing in that intuition again. So that means we can connect the two. And that means that our left logical brain can feel relaxed again about realizing it can feed and through source, get all this information, come back, put it into logical sense, compartmentalize it, bring it into this reality and create again like that. We're learning how to use these two like a yin-yang symbol together yeah. in perfect harmony. The reason why there is a war, I just want to finish no, this no, little sorry, bit. I can't, I, yeah, go for it. Um, the reason why there is a war that's happening at the moment is because we're coming from a warring zone um, with the left brain being in charge. And that was meant to happen. Source energy wanted to, wanted to experience this left brain in charge to see what it was. We, we as humanity wanted to experience the left brain um, to see what it was like. Um, and the, the reason why there's a war is because left brain was taken over and right brain didn't know what to do. And it was this war and squiff that happened. But when we start unifying these two together, our reflection will be no more wars. Our reflection will stop that. And I can tell you a very cool story about that. When I was having a vision quest with um, the elder Parisha, but I'll let you speak. Okay. Um, so some of the stuff you said has really just quantified some of the, um, the things that I believe, and I haven't obviously spoken about this, but one of the things that, cause I specialize in anxiety and PTSD and confidence and all that kind of stuff. So that kind of what you call clinical. However, I've recently been, I've recently worked with people, well, not recently, I have worked with people who've been diagnosed with BPD, people who've been diagnosed with ADHD and all that, all the rest of it. And I have this belief, okay, and this isn't scientific, but this is my belief. People who have or have been given the label, and I'm going to say that, the label of ADHD, autism, BPD, you name it, all of that stuff. Um, even down to people who have schizophrenia and the various forms in which that comes in, you know, dual personality disorder, all that kind of thing. I am pretty convinced now that what that is, is that they are intuitively able to tap into source energy. They're intuitively able to tap into all the stuff that you're seeing, but they can't actually control it. So I've been working with a, with a lad recently um, and one of the things that we did for the transformation was about imagining that his mind and his brain is going at 100 million miles an hour and that he's trying to drive it was a, a bmw i8 was the car that he chose and what we what we're saying with that was is that your mind you need to learn how to drive it like a car so as all of this stuff is coming in you need to be able to connect with it and drop down the gears. So I use that metaphor of going, when this happens, connect to the breath, connect with yourself, and then physically see yourself dropping down the, the gears and then focus as you listen to the recording. And that has happened. There's a lot more work that can be done with him. Um, but I, I'm, and, and that, I don't that have totally that goes with set, but I, I'm pretty sure that that is so true and what happens is is maybe that left hand brain of people who are very cognitive thinking neocortex the newest part of our brain are kind of 
stopping that from coming through because they are very left brain. So they're going, oh, no, 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 we can't go there. That's dangerous. Instead of going, yeah. oh, I wonder why that's happening. I wonder what that is. But it's probably- That totally goes away. with what I was told because Spirit said to me, you know, to, to take the reins, mm. which is driving my car. Oh. So they and then they and then maybe the next thing, well, what they told me is if you're taking the reins, ask the question that you want to have the answer to. So then they'll be focused on one question. And if that question is answered, then they can realize they can go to the next question and the next yeah. question instead of having because before all this, I just had random all sorts. So I was like a lighthouse and everything was coming to me. Um, and I'm like, holy crap. Now I could handle it because I'm pretty grounded in my energy anyway, thank God. Um, but and I was and I gave birth to a very grounded child. <laughs> it was just gorgeous. Um, so yeah, I think that the next step for them would be a good thing. Just ask them to ask a question. You take in the reins. Now you ask, yeah. you ask the question, you take control of where that next thing is yeah, going. I, I agree. The yeah, other thing to, go on, yes. sorry. Uh, the other thing I was the other thing that I was going to ask um, or, or something was it well not just a you said about you know that um, that relationship with that lady and you said it was like you know about having sex with that lady but something that popped in my head straight away was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and he talks about um, sexual transmutation um, and what they're saying is is the most powerful energy that we have is our sexual energy. And when you channel that sexual energy, not into sex, but you, you channel it into desire, you create the mastermind, you do all that sort of stuff. That's when you actually tap into, you know, everything that you need to, to do. So we use sex to release that, but actually if we harness it, we can actually use it. And I just wondered whether that was kind of what you were trying to say, because that's in Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, which is a famous book. And that kind of made okay. sense when you said about that feeling towards that lady, that connectedness, that oneness. And I wonder whether that's what we call purpose. And when we have real purpose and we have real desire, um, even if we have that, you know, that urge, that sexual um, feeling, maybe it's just the story that we connect to that feeling. Because we do a lot of that with RTT. A lot of the stuff is people will go, oh, this is a feeling. Um, here's what I this this is what I know. Therefore, it must be. Yeah. But often when this we when we work a, and look at root cause, the, 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 it, yeah, not. this is what. Yeah. This is what I compartmentalized that love with her became science. My left logical brain couldn't make sense out of it. So it was going, well, there's only one higher, higher love feeling, and that's sex. And that's what I had been taught. Yes. But it wasn't that. And I had to realize that there was something more connected with all of us um, that was more, that was just, there was more to it. Um, then, and I'm not, yeah, def, I don't, but I, you know, I'm just feeling into, well, sex is, there's a, actually, 
it's actually actually something that we can use because there's energy that comes from that there's two people coming together and you've got that duality thing happening forming one energy again so when you've got more and even more people not saying go out and have sex with everybody at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> i gotta watch what i'm saying here but oh, no, no, there's, no but, there's no limits on this uh, on this whatever <laughs> you want you know what everyone each to their own i i don't dismiss absolutely anything because this world is creating something brand new here and that's really what we're what we're discussing here is we're we're stepping into unknown territory nobody really knows what we're going to to create here on earth and as human humans and not even the light workers nobody knows where these next steps is going to come into and we have to trust this unknown but what we can know is that connection is going to happen these things are definite because the because when we do connect but where we take it for creation wise nobody knows what's going to happen when that left logical brain science and compartmentalizing and putting bringing it into storyline lineal storyline how that's actually going to look with the intuitive beautiful connection with everything because we're creating something brand new here we've learned a lot we've you know we're stepping up into a whole new evolutional place um and lots of uh, also lots of animals have been holding the information for us as well like um they when we start connecting to them we're going to get a lot of wisdom from them well um, because we have been just honestly because oakley hasn't been on yet has he so tracy's dog okay we normally on the podcast we'll get a dog one of our dogs will start barking i just thought i'd say that but I, I want to, sorry for cutting you off because this, this, just this is something I need to ask. So we have, we have a new puppy. She's very, very ill at the moment. Um, Penny's very, very ill. Um, and she just had an operation. We thought we were going to lose her. Um, so I, I kind of went out to a couple of my, one of my Reiki friends and went, I need some distance Reiki. You know, I pulled in, we had the vet stuff, but I was also pulling in the universal stuff. Fingers crossed she's going to be fine. Um, I kind of spoke to the universe, give me a sign and, and all that sort of stuff. So I put my, it was one of those, Tracy, the bottle with the waves. It was one of those moments. Send it out there. Don't ask how, just let it yeah. receive it. Anyway, so we've got, my wife, Michelle, is not really that spiritual in this way, but we believe we have a ghost, a spirit. Okay. And the reason he's called Matthew Williamson is because Penny um, often looks at it and we go is it Matthew Williamson and she goes rrr, rrr, rrr. so we only call him Matthew Williamson because that's how she responds when she when she notices this thing now we're convinced that it's here now when I was younger we also had a um, a King Charles Cavalier Spaniel so both Spaniels who used to do the same thing so one of the things for me personally and it just goes back to what we were saying before is that I've always felt a presence. I've never seen anything. I don't know about Tracy. And dogs always seem to be tuned into that energy. You know, Oakley's got to have done yeah. that staring in the middle of space. Oh God, he, he quite often stares over Paul's shoulders. Yeah. So whenever we have dinner, once I've finished, he automatically sits on my lap. We have, we have cuddles after every meal. And he always turns and looks at everyone and quite often he will just look beyond Paul 
just to the side of him, like he's looking out in the garden, but he's not. And it's like we often say, Who are you looking at? And yeah. he's just yeah. yeah, animals will do that. Definitely. They definitely see into different frequencies and probably kind of what I've touched on myself yeah. a little bit. Like they and cats do as well, obviously. Well, to me, it's obvious. <laughs> um, yeah, so cats and dogs and all of that, they, they get, when they start connecting back with us, when we start talking to them telepathically again, we're going to learn all this new information. Can you imagine how much information we're going to learn off the wild animals that are out there that have been holding frequencies for us to connect with them again? There is so much information for us to gather about Gaia, about Earth. Then you're going to get into the elementals, which are the in-betweeners, you know, that they were actually created um, to the fairy folk and all of that. They were created in a different frequency so to connect us with the um the plant life that and things that we were missing with Gaia energy, Gaia's energy as well. So they have a whole other world going on that we can connect to. It's just, it's it's going to expand, you know, crazy. Like that's why where all the fairy tales and that come from. They mm. were truth, true events that actually happened with people. And then uh, with the warping of the, the intuitive side, you know, being cut off or put to sleep, then the, the left brain wanted to make it into, it's like, well, I don't understand this anymore because we don't have a connection. So I'm going to just create and say, it's just your imagination gone school with and putting your right brain down again. So what we're doing is we're really bringing, reeling in that part of ourselves that we've been putting down. We've been taught to put down our imagination and our intuition and our spiritual connections. But when we start loving that side of ourselves and really embracing it and bringing it back into us and loving us as a whole being again, we step into our authentic self. That's what I call our authentic mm. self. Yeah. And with that comes a million gifts and, and the world will shift from for you. Because if you can imagine a world where I've been showing, I've actually been taken to this new world. They've brought me there. And when I was there, my mind was so in the moment, so present, so still. It is a euphoric feeling when I was there. Always, there was, you know, how you can get that with drugs, uh, where it goes yes. like that. This was just, just was, yeah. and it was beautiful. But also, we could tell, you know, I was living up on a mountain in this, um, ex with this experience, and I just had in my head that visitors were coming, um, and I've, you know, acknowledged yes. That's fine. And then they teleported. We could live high in the mountains. We could teleport to wherever we wanted. We're above the system. The system cannot take us anymore because we have these other really amazing gifts that start coming our way as well. Now, I know that seems far, far in the future, but it's not as far as you think because our imagination is the thing that brings it in. And when we start clicking into that authentic self, we start to realize our actual natural gifts. And that's why our leaders, so-called, have pulled out so many movies to say that if you become 
gifted so to speak you have to deal with all of this evil and all of this and it's not the way it's going it doesn't work that way at all you just level yourself up out of the out of the reality that you're in um and i'm i'm not you know, most people aren't quite there yet so i'm just probably stepping up a bit too far but i just want to let everybody know that we need to start um, focusing towards that rather than focusing towards what they've been bringing out in the movies because it's it, that is a fear-based thing that they've been showing us. You know, if you're going to have a gift, you have a you're going to go through the what is it a hero thing where you get captured and hero's then you journey. try to free free yourself and then the. You know, and finally you'll get out and you have to, well, if that's going to, if that is the case, the, re, the way that that happens is within yourself and your own journey yes. and the journey yes. that you are taking right now, because you are going through that uh, clearing within yourself. And am I going to be able to trust my intuition? And am I going to be able to trust the hero of myself coming back on board and the magic that comes with all of that? That's what's really going to be happening at the moment. Um, so, yes, they are true, but not in the sense of an outside world where somebody who's telepathic or can teleport or something is going to get picked up by the, the uh, you know, the government and experimented on and stuff. <laughs> no, please don't go there. That's their story and it's not, it's not going to happen. I've got loads of questions, but I know this could go. I'm watching the time, and I'm like, no, I'm this, starting this to channel this. Two. I'm actually channeling a lot of this through as well. I can see. Sorry, I can just somehow. We are see. opening up and taking it in. Believe me, go Tracy. So, before I so up. I'm going to park my initial question first, um, because what you were just saying just brought back something that happened um, six or seven years ago. Um, my son long story but we ended up seeing a medium and he was told that he had the three I don't know what they were called now so that he was hold on clairvoyant clairsentient and clairaudience um, but that he couldn't handle it so she shut him down and said that she would only reopen him up when he was 18, if he chose to reopen it, revisit that, is that something he has to go to see someone to do or is it something that he can just decide that he's opening? I, I don't really know. It, I understand what you're talking about. Oh, good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I totally get what you're talking about. And just to let you know, the energies have shifted now, just recently. So he can, if he feels fine with it, start playing with that now. And if and the reason the way he will find he will feel if it's fine is he'll get a passion. He'll get a, oh my God, I'm excited to try that. That's a key point to yes, go for it. 
if you're like, oh, my God, I don't know, I really think I should try, oh, I have fear, then no. I would just leave it and keep it parked until that passion that I'm so excited to try that. That's what you follow. From now on, with everything, I'm, I mean everything, if yeah. we follow our passion and our excitement, it's going to take us to treasures. It's going to take us to abundance. It's going to take us to a lot more. But it's we need to come from our heart and connect that. So definitely it's up to him in the end. He's his own reality. We've got to stop thinking that we have to trust somebody else's reality to lead us. Absolutely. It's our passion and our desire. And we have to trust our children that they are passionate and desiring to do something different, that, that we are in our reality. But they will share that with you as a parent in the end, and it will lead into your bubble of awareness anyway. Mm-hmm. And you had that child to lift you into that bubble of awareness like we're bringing our bubbles together in the end anyway right at this very moment the uh, light workers or so-called light workers and mission people who are holding missions and stuff are starting to tribe together because we're we are creating our own beautiful like uh, frequency and and letting go of a lot of of the people that are telling us that we're no good so that we can support then from there this is because the 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 governments and all of the stuff that's trying to hold on to the left brain they're doing what they're supposed to do they're pushing humanity into this they're pushing them like a they're an overbearing father and humanity is a teenager start, just starting to stand up and say okay I take the reins I know what I'm doing now um, so they'll keep pushing and they will only exist in our reality and keep pushing until humanity really starts taking the reins of their intuitive side again and connecting it as, as you know loving from themselves yeah, uh, sorry. I've just got a quick one because this is really this is something interesting. I'd love your thoughts on this. So, um, just around about COVID time, I had something that happened to me, and it was kind of I'm going to call it astral travel because I don't know what astral travel is, but I've had these experiences where I'm basically suspended in space and I can see galaxies and stuff like that. Anyway, what happened was I could see I was brought out and I could see the Earth, and this is what happened. It was points of light connecting to other points of light all around the earth it was like a mesh okay i told nobody about that at all okay except for one person i've seen that i've okay. seen that so except for one person who is my friend jess who's um she does reiki and theta and um she went was it like this and was it like that and i went yeah she said i had that same vision and she said and I've spoken to somebody else, obviously another friend of hers who said, I, I you know, she's very connected, very grounded. I mean, she's now calling herself a witch. She's kind of gone full blown kind of in. Anyway, she, and she had a really corporate background. So she was like me, came from a very, you know, structured left brain <laughs> way of doing things. Um, and I just wondered if any, if, I don't think I've even had that conversation with Tracy, but that's something that I've, people have said, and I've gone, that's got to be real. It has to be real because she described it perfectly. I've still got the vision in my head. It's blocked in my head now. And she, she, she described the width of the lines, the color of the light, the, the mesh network in, in, in the way it was done. And, and the person she'd spoken to, she didn't, it wasn't preempted. And, and she described the same thing. And it, would, it happened just around COVID time. Just, it was about March last yeah. year. It was around that time when I had this, that's, and that's when I started yeah. to open so much. 
March the 28th, uh, 29th, I had already been told by benevolent beings on that on a date of the 20, they just said 28, 29. I didn't know if it was March or anything. I was visited by these blue, blue etheric beings. And if you've ever seen the end of the knowing with Nicholas, Nicholas Cage in it, it's very similar to the blue beings, the etheric beings, but very, very vivid blue. That well, they were very white in that movie. Um, for even the elder that I was working with said that that's uh, uh, that's what we look the ones that have come to help. That's what we look like in our etheric form before we were here. So they they were um, they came to me and then they came as a spirit ball as well. And then they lied down and said, when the government's full, we should appoint. We need to appoint the seat the seekers, um, and they will align with the parts of the earth that need recalibrating. And then the, and then the healers come in and heal those parts and, you know, rebalance, help earth re, rebalance and stuff. So that's actually happening at the moment. Um, so on this day, 28th, 29th, was when I actually, I was told two years ago if I wanted to meet oneness, I would have to take some medicine, and I don't take medicine. I didn't take any drugs or anything like that. Everything that I've been through has been drugless. Um, but I had actually met some fella that was that had something, um, and I, for some weird reason, decided this night to experiment with a medicine. And that night, I had a profound uh, experience of everything that was happening, taking place, that was going to happen um, with humanity and, um, and going through to oneness and experiencing source as oneness. And it was so awesome. And it, But I had to do a lot of clearing first. So the first thing that happened... Did anybody just see that or was that me? I'm going to play this back on the video. Okay. So on your right-hand side... What was it? I've just gone absolutely... It was like a, it was a light orb came from your left-hand side at shoulder length. I, I get wisps of white energy coming out. I've actually recorded I've wisps of white energy chills. coming out of my hands. Some, I, I've recorded whispers of white energy coming out of my hands before and forming things. I've seen it before. Um, that's another story too, because that's another gift that we can do. We can become light workers as an architects and we can create even buildings in the end with this light that comes out of us. They've shown me that too. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I, I just, I just, I just, let me stop you there, right? Okay. I, I okay. Because I was going to talk about source energy. It will be recorded. Okay. <laughs> but there was definitely what I would describe as a light orb came from the from your left towards you and then dropped down off the screen. Honestly, yeah. unless I am going crazy bonkers, but you're not. I, I need to. I've what seen time is it? Right. I just, I'm just clocking what time it is because I'm going to watch this back. <laughs> I just hope to God that is on there because that has got to be a sign. And honestly, I'm I'm doing that. I'm not. Oh, carry on. I'm, I'm lost for words. Now. Okay. Okay. So this night I ended up. Uh, connecting to Gaia herself and she and I realized she was going to give birth so she and herself was giving birth and she was calling everybody into the center of herself um, and the only way that I could do this because we've been taught you know left logical brain is to take this medicine 
Um, and so I ended up in the center of earth as a pillar of light. And there was all these pillars of light representing animals and plants and everything. And she was having this collective because we are her and she is us. We are her neuron paths. We're all connected as one. There's no separation from Gaia to us. Uh, and as we explore out into the universe, so does she. We're like the blossoms of a tree that's coming from, from the tree. Um, so this night she was, she talked to me and I realized I was representing humanity and I was giving her that A-OK. She was giving me that A-OK. Yes, we're going to bring humanity back online, but only if you come back online and you dance your way through this. And I mean, of higher, higher levels of excitement and passion and all that sort of stuff that you can come with her. Otherwise, you will be like a placenta falling back to the earth and going back to the start of evolution. Okay, so that was the first message. Then I had to do a lot of clearing of myself so for the next few hours was me learning to self-support and I was going backwards and forwards uh, where's my support I have no support where's my partner he's not here okay I'm gonna go back to the earth can I feel my support I was just constantly trying to seek support finding in the end that and it and it was actually a dog that came up to me so funny you meant mentioned his dog came up to me and I was like even the dog knows there's something wrong here something's wrong what's gone wrong and it was me not supporting me so I had to learn to support myself this is what humanity is going through now are we going to 100% support ourselves and who we are authentically not just logically from our five senses that we've been taught about but bringing in the intuitive side of ourselves and the spiritual connection to everything and then I once I had I had uh, supported myself I went to 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 bed and I just lied there and had the most amazing I actually have this on video by the way I'm not the actual experience but I've put up a video about this story um I had the most amazing experience where I became I I I started becoming everybody and the only way I could handle becoming everybody was to become the observer of everybody. So I became the observer of everything so that I could handle it. And I become the observer of the earth and the solar system and everything. And I become more and more and more. And I could see all of the beings. Now I've been told previously years ago, um, where I was hanging on to a cliff edge in a dream. And then when I felt, felt like I was really falling, they, they kept saying, I am in everyone. I am in everyone. And I see all these beings and I realize I am in everyone. And this isn't just me. This is you guys as well. We are in everyone. We, our, our existence is everyone. And yet it is one. Um, it sounds, it's going to be hard for you to understand that from a left logical brain, but um, it's kind of like, um, how could I describe describe this? Um, okay, they're, they're showing me, they're telling me to bring up Jill Bolt Taylor. She's a neurologist, a neurologist, and she had a profound experience where her um, left brain clocked out. She had a stroke, and she was like oh my God, this is so exciting because I can feel from a neurologist what it's going to be like to have an actual stroke. She said when her left brain clocked out, 
she saw her hand become the background of everything. So she became one with everything and was expansive. And it's our left logical brain that brings us into the story of being separated so that we can have a lineal storyline going through. So what they were doing with me on this night is I was becoming more into my right brain, into the expansiveness of source energy itself. And I came to a point where there was a torus, a, a grid of a torus. It was kind of like a donut that goes in and out. Um, and what, it, what had happened was Earth had gone through the, the belt of source energy. It had done a long journey going around that the side of the Taurus uh, of the right brain, and then it slowly bled into the left brain, and then it comes back. And we, at, when COVID started, Earth was at the point just entering the quickening, the inside of this donut uh, shape. And um, that's why this quickening happening, because everything within us is being reflected outwards in exact moments. And uh, we had our right brain locked down. So we were all put into lockdown. The whole world was. There's a reflection that happens with this. And so we can then come to the point we've just passed source energy, which is love that sits at the very center of this Taurus belt, which is everything. It's source energy is everything. It's only love. And so they, then they showed me source energy being source, just love, and deciding to experience itself and wanted to, to find out what it love, what it was. And the only way to do that was to split. And that's the duality of the split. But everything comes from love. So you have the masculine side and you have the feminine side that now doesn't know what each, each side is about because there was a split. But it not, if you trust the other side, if you trust the other side within you, uh, you realize you just come from love. This is probably, I but just in any case, this for anybody who's watching, I just, just want to show just something. Just one, one, one more point. When I was in that experience, the feeling that I got of oneness was acceptance of everything. There was no negative. There was no positive. There was just acceptance. I only accepted everything. So I was walking down the street going, oh my God, this is beautiful. Everything I have created, everything. I've created everything. Everything that in this moment, the birds that are flying, the people that are around us, everything was me and I was everything. I was accepting everything as my creation. And when you come to that point, you can shift anything. You can move mountains. Yeah. So anyway, that was I, my For idea. anybody who's watching this on YouTube, it's fine. But if you're not, I just want you to describe something. Is that kind of the shape that you were describing? Yes. So when you said yes. that straight away to me, that that was the Earth's magnetic field. Um, and we this, have it around I, ourselves as well, because everything yeah. inside is outside. It's a Fibonacci sequence that goes in and in and out. It just is the same thing over and over. You know, that, you know, that Fibonacci sequence of the shell that you see. It's within, 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 within. Yeah, everything and, within us is is universes, and everything outside of us. If you go, if you if you decided to go find, uh, if you were say Earth was an atom inside a huge body, right? 
and it was floating around and you wanted to see what that huge body looked like. You wanted to see what God looked like. If you went into that perspective and went to find out what God would look like, you would see yourself. You would be the person and a cat would see itself and a dog would see itself and anything that had awareness would only see itself. So even if earth was an atom inside a body, the huge body that you went to would be yourself. It is within, 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 within. And the symbol of an atom, I'm just showing this on the screen now, is the same thing. So if you took that was being earth at the center of the atom, the nucleus and the electrons that are flying around it. And the only reason I'm mentioning this, I'll stop sharing my screen. The only reason I wanted to mention this is that anybody who's listening to this that might be going, this lady's crazy. What's she on about left brain people? Okay. This is dead simple. If you want to, if you want to look at this scientifically, open a physics book, start looking at quantum physics because this has already been proven but we look at it with a different story. If you look at nature, if you look at the brain, you're talking about the left hand, right hand hemispheres of the brain, no different to the structure of an atom, no, no different to the magnetic fields, no different to the way in which the universe will come around, you know, um, solar systems will go around a star. It's all connected, it looks the same. There's a reason why the, your lungs inside when you put them under a microscope look like a tree, okay? It is already in nature. You just have to open your eyes and see it. So for anybody who's kind of thinking this is a little bit crazy, it's just that you've not connected. You've not opened your heart. You've not opened your eyes. And one of the things you said, which is so true, so true, the answers never lie outside of you. You know, and I've, I've said this before, but to quote Neil Donald Walsh in Talking With God, um, it says in the book, but God, why did you create, you know, evil? Why did you create this? And God says to no happiness, you know, which no evil, but I did not create it. You are God. Yeah. You created it. Yeah. And that was so profound when I heard that, because what he's saying is, is that you create your experience inside. So it, when you're the other phrase that I use with my clients is, is that when you take responsibility, you are able to respond. And this That's is what right. David Icke, yeah. this is what David Icke talks about, I believe now, when he talked about, he said he was God and everybody's going crazy. That's not what he was yeah. saying. David I've Icke actually had a really great. You are God. God created, the message that's in the Bible is, um, I created you in my image, was not a bloke with a beard on a cloud. Okay. That wasn't the message. That's just how you've interpreted it. Or in fact, how it's been used against you. What it's saying is, is you are from the universe. You are from God. Your environment you is what created you. You are. And the only difference, that, the only reason that we're talking is because of the way in which our environment has created us. You may well be a piece of coal. We are all of the same stuff. When the Big Bang happened, whatever else happened in the universe... It is our environment. And this is why Bruce Lipton, Dr. Bruce Lipton says about the matrix is a documentary, not a movie. And he also says in his experiment, when they did a stem cell, um, he did the stem cell experiment in the seventies, they took a stem cell and, and that each stem cell in the three Petri dishes had a different environment and one grew bone, one grew cartilage and one grew um, skin. 
so so the thing is is that you're only dismissive of something that you don't know because you don't know it or you haven't experienced it your paradigm is different and i talk about this with my clients is that all that happens when you work with me as a therapist is that we just move and I, I, I use this as an analogy i say you're stuck you've got a block so imagine that's a wall and you don't know how to get over it all i have is a torch and i shine the torch at the side of the wall and then you notice that the wall ends and i go walk around the wall yeah. and you go no i can't i've got to go over the wall because that's the rule i've been told to go over the wall and i go but why and i go i don't know do you want to be happy yes walk around the wall and they walk around the wall and all of a sudden there's a different world there. And I think that that is very much what you're saying, but you've yeah. seen stuff. It was, it I've was experienced one of those, stuff, certainly, but yeah. It was one of those experiences that. that's just stayed with me. I just know what that actually feels like because I wanted to, fe- I personally wanted to feel what oneness felt like. And it was the most beautiful experience ever in the end um, after I cleared all my crap. And I believe this is where humanity is going to now. And I, had, I have had uh, um, been with uh, David Icke uh, to Illaroo. Uh, that was pretty profound too. I had a dream um, of going somewhere and I had a feeling of going somewhere and I had a dream of going to Illaru in a bus and I woke up the next day and here on my web, on my internet was David Icke asking people to go to with him to Illaru and I'm like well obviously I'm going I just dreamt that I was going um, I don't know who's going to take my kids and then lo and behold my ex-husband exactly those days wanted to take my kids because we're split up and I'm like, okay, so you're taking my children. I've already put my name in the hat. And then they rung me up and said, yes, uh, you're being accepted to go. He only chose 20 people out of thousands or whatever, hundreds or whatever. Um, And apparently I was the first one picked out of the hat, which was really cool. And I ended up on a bus. I ended up going with David Icke to Illaroo and had a really profound experience on this was 2011, where I went into the mountain. It just happened this way. The bus driver was into the Aboriginal things and wanted to protect the mountain and make sure no one did anything really wrong. And I really didn't want to go against any Aboriginal, Indigenous people. So I just said, "This is I'm here. This is me. We'll see what happens. And when I actually... 15 minutes into getting to Illaroo, started crying my eyes out on the bus, didn't even know why, felt completely embarrassed about it. But I'm like, okay, that's just happening. And apparently I found out only recently it's the rock of wailing. There is people cry when they get go. I don't know what that's about, but Aboriginals will know more. Um, when, when, when I got to the rock, um, I ended up just walking around going, my name is, my Cherokee name was given to me by the elder Alana Wananahi. And the Alana Wa is turtle where I carry the code on the back of the turtle to lead people through to the new earth. Nanahi is fairy, creator of fairies. Um, so I just said my name and left it. And then I went to the path that we were going to walk back to the bus. And I, I saw the bus driver and he's like, I saw a turtle in the rock. And I'm like, turtle, that's my name. You know, I just 
that's my name given to me. And um, he just grabs my hand. Now, no one was allowed to go into Uluru herself. But he grabbed my hand. I would have trusted him because he was in with the Indigenous people. So I followed him into the rock. And he took me to a place where there was two crevices, like tall crevices going up. And he squeezed himself inside. And then he he said, um, um, can you see the turtle as he looks towards this rock? And I kind of, honestly, I, I didn't really see what he was seeing. I was like, okay, it looks kind of like a shape of a turtle. But here we are, male, female in the in LaRue now in this crevice. And straight away, spirit showed me because I had been in communication with Palladians before and they had started with putting their forehead on my forehead chanting Ra and these different symbols and different messages through my through me and me waking up with my whole self vibrating um I said to him I think we're supposed to put our hands in their forehead on the rock and chant he started doing it so I'm like okay well I'll follow you because I trust you with the aboriginals so here we are chanting um I didn't even know what I was chanting. Um, and then all of these dreams that I'd had of going to new earths, the potential new earths, of connecting with uh, Pallades, of all of these higher vibrational experience that I've had started pouring through me into the rock. And it was like I was giving information to Uluru itself. And then I said to her, um, many people are waking up. This is 2011. She said, I'll help you wake up many more. And then I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to be late for the bus because the plane's going to leave. I look over to the guy next to me and he's reaching in between the two crevices. He turns his head to me and his pupils of his eyes were huge, like on drugs. And he's going, oh, my God, none of it's real. None of it's real. Oh, my God. And <laughs> I'm like, hey, come, come back because you've got to drive the bus. You've got to take us to the airplane. We've got to go. Um, so he come back and he sat down for a little moment. And then we, when we got to the path where I met him, it wasn't, it wasn't the guy I thought it was. It was another guy that was on the bus. I would not have followed that guy. So something had covered, veiled me over to think that I was with somebody completely different uh, so that I would follow him and trust because I wanted to respect and honour the elders so we end up back at the bus anyway, and the bus driver, the real bus driver, was going, they've gone in the rock, I know they've gone, we're getting going off because we got in the rock, but it had happened. Um, so I've had all these experiences. David Icke had actually come up to me and sat next to me and said to me, when you do public speaking, now up to then I wasn't, and I only have really just started doing public speaking, he said, just tell the truth. That's all you have to do. So I'm like, okay, here I am. This is me. This is my truth. I cannot, I cannot come from your experience, but I want to at least impart um, on that there is way more out there than what you've been told by the system. And there's a lot more to explore. And it's exciting. It's so exciting what we can come up to and what we can experience and the, the gifts that can come your way once you start loving all aspects of yourself, all those parts of yourself that maybe even, you know, in the past that the school systems and the parents and everything told you was not you and was not, you know, shouldn't be even tried. 
take them and go, you know what, I'm going back to that and I'm going to try again because the energy on earth at the moment since we've gone through the point of source energy and we've come out the other end to combine both intuitive and logic together and work in harmony within ourselves is come online. So the energy is completely different. We, we need to start experimenting with those things again. What's going to, um, what's going to happen for all the people who are stuck in the negative the fear what's going to happen to all those people i've i've been shown in a dream in, in a couple of dreams but a really profound dream that i had where a reptilian dinosaur tried to attack and just left uh three marks on my arm and then a huge rock representing humanity split into three quarters to two 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 thirds sorry to one third and they showed me that that one third that doesn't come is like the placenta of the baby. And what happens, they show me is a huge um, beach and these salamanders is like they go back into source energy and they start their evolutional process again. To them, they might feel like they're still human and they're experiencing from that point of view of themselves. But what they'll see is, things coming to attack them because as a salamander they're vulnerable they've just come out of the sea they're just trying to figure out themselves and they're having all of these you know monsters coming at them and I'm sure we've seen movies like that horror movies and that of monsters you know insects growing massive in that well they will experience more of that in line with that and they will go through the evolutional path again to come back nothing gets be, lost everything is one um seen maybe from a mental health point of view you think it, that might be how that person might experience it you know those that aren't willing to so one of the things that i always say is i think there's always choice i'm never anti-drugs i'm never always anti choice. anything like that but i'm just wondering if that you know those people that are quite close and we're finding that a lot now aren't we that there are people that are vehemently now quite strong about you know this is wrong and we can't do this and we can't do that so um i just wonder if that's you know what we could talk for hours. I'm actually just looking at the clock now. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's, it's just going to 10 o'clock in the evening in the UK. And if we carry on, it'll be 10 o'clock in Australia. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so <laughs> I've got, I've I warned you guys. Got, I have a lot, question. a lot of I know we're going to have to get you back on, <laughs> but I have one question and then I'm going to get Tracy to ask our, we ask all our guests a similar question. We haven't done this for ages. It's, Tracy, what about the quote? The quote. Oh, yes. yes. Sorry, you didn't hear that. <laughs> didn't actually. Sorry. Yeah. It's late. Okay, so My memory's shocking. we've got so much massive change in the world. Um, and if we were going to bring this back to, to the left side of our brain, and we've got people out there that are kind of, it feels like they're connecting spiritually, but they're so, so scared to come out. I just wanted to bring this back to the start of the podcast, really, when we talked about, you know, we're going to come out in this one. We're going to talk about spirituality. We're going to talk about everything. And I think it's about experience. So you've experienced some massive stuff and not everybody will experience that. I can certainly connect with it because I've, my, my, I've certainly shifted right brain, not as far as you have. If I can get there, that would be cool. Um, but I just wondered if you've got those people out there that are kind of going, why is this happening? How can I get help? 
how can I find out more about this without being ostracized by the kind of society it is at the moment? What would the guidance that you'd give to those people who aren't yet kind of enlightened and open and curious? Okay, so they're all going through their own journey and there's nothing wrong about anybody's journey because we all need different, we're all doing different journeys, absolutely every single one of us. And there's a reason for that because we're, we're bringing in information for source energy. Um, so what I would suggest is they ask from their hearts what the next step is. They ask what they want to know. They find from their passion what they want to know. If they do that in that respect, they're always going to be stepping towards something that they're happy with, that they can control, that they can feel good and comfortable with. And then that will only make more and more happiness and comfortable you know, things coming their way. They could learn all of this through science. They could learn all of this through um, just being a garbage person who's putting out the garbage and they keep having coincidences coming in their way. And, and then they go, well, you know, it doesn't matter how bright you are. It won't make any difference. Um, you, if you just want to become more authentic of who you are, then you just ask, you just ask the universe, please show me the next step. That's what I did. And uh, I, I believe that's for everybody, just taking the reins. There's no right, there's no wrong. My, my journey is different to everybody else's. So you can't even compare anyone's journey. And I find everyone is God. So everybody, and that means we're all equal. And it, doesn't, it ends up being yeah. that we're all the same. And I think yeah. I concur with that. I think me and Tracy have talked a lot about this. And I spoke to a client today, actually, that I was doing some coaching with. And, and, and I've done this. And it's certainly just giving away. So if you, you know, there's the full moon thing, isn't there, where you can burn, write down, if you want to do it this way, write down all the questions you've got on a full moon and then light it and let it go. And don't look for it. Ask the question, but do not worry about it. Do not dwell on it. And, but just be open and aware. There's another thing that we do, and I've just done this recently, actually, and, and Tracy knows this with um, Joe, um, Joe Bullock, who's been on the podcast a couple of times. And one of the things we wanna do is, is ask this, ask a question and then pick a sign. So it, don't pick anything like normal, but just pick something that, so I did one recently, it was a peacock. Uh, I asked a question of the universe, is this happening, yeah. da, 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 and I asked for a sign and nothing happened for a week. I sat down and my wife and I had an argument because I didn't want to watch The Simpsons. I like The Simpsons, but I didn't want to watch it. And she went, we're watching it, I don't care, okay? That particular episode of The Simpsons was when he had kind of has this weird thing and he goes to Port Mary and I can't remember what the, um, the, the show is called. And lo and behold, okay, there's a peacock on there. I can even show you on my phone because I took a photograph of it because I went, rewind, rewind, rewind sky, rewind sky. And I went, get me phone, click. Right, thank you universe, yeah. you've given me the sign. So that's another, and that's, that's fun. That's, that's a fun right. way of doing it. Yeah. 
That's 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 right, and that ha- that's happened to me a lot of times. If I'll get a message from something, and then I'll have the exact thing coming at me, like I like to ask for it three times, in different formats, and then I'm okay. Now you've got my attention, because you need to get that confirmation coming through. And if it's for real, it will come through. Yeah. And if it's not, and you've let it go, and it doesn't matter, and then you move on to the next, you know, whatever the truth is of the next thing that comes but I've definitely been told by earth herself by guy herself the way that we go forward is don't worry about the the mess and everything that's happened you need to raise your vibrations to dance your way through this she said dance your way through this this is how we do it we just keep going towards and you can't miss the boat then because you're always going towards your happiness so there's nothing you might as well just try that because if you don't, you're, you're going th- towards fear anyway. So, so you might as well try going towards your happiness and seeing where that actually leads. It's an easy path, really. Yeah. Okay, Tracy, do you want to ask the question? And then we'll wrap up. Yes, my, my mind is just like... I know, it, this has been amazing. I blow people's minds. I've got to wrap it up because so we'll be sorry. here all I, night, honestly. I yeah. do that all the time. I blow people's yeah. minds and then I'm like, okay, they need to have a rest from me for a while. <laughs> oh, no, I don't need rest. I'm, like, take, I'm taking this energy. My vibration has gone through my head at the present moment. I, am I know. So I'm just present. like, I am never going to sleep. Yeah. Um, okay, we like to ask everybody who uh, comes on and shares a story with us. If if you could pick one quote or something profound that you've heard or come up with yourself that you could share with our listeners, what would it be? My quote would be from my mum when I was growing up and she said, anything is possible. Simple. I love Amazing. that. Amazing. I love that. That is Absolutely so profound, that. isn't it? So it thank you so, so much. We're going to have to get you back on again. And I just want to, I just want to finish with a, a couple of kind of phrases maybe for, for people. Um, and I'm going to bring this back to maybe what we do within RTT. And that's that, you know, the mind loves the unknown. It loves images whose meaning is unknown since the meaning of the mind itself is unknown. And the man and woman can learn nothing except going from the known to the unknown so it can become known. So I just want to say thank you so much. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You know me, Trent, I always so like to finish cool. on a Sorry. profound quote. So thank you very much. Everybody's laughing at me now. That so means I'm, we know everything. Yeah. <laughs> if you can make sense of that, then you're a I, I, I love make it. sense of it now. I'm gonna make sense of it right now. So I think the message yeah. that we need to, to, to get from this is that you know, know that you don't know everything and to know that you're on the right path really is about being authentic to yourself, finding your purpose, but most of all, actually find happiness in whatever you're doing. And That's I think with that, great. we'll finish there. So thank you so, so much. We will have to get you back on. Thank you. I want to talk Palladiums yes. next time because that's my next ones and not the London Palladium. That, that, that's a completely different show. Um, but yes, thank you so, so much. It's um, been so amazing, yeah. Bobby. Thank you. Yeah, thank we you. love your comments. Thank you for the opportunity to speak. I'm so happy to no, be able to like just get this all out. Yeah, that if people I've want to know more about in. Bobby, 
if people want to know more about Bobby, in the show notes, we will put all the links. We'll put all the stuff. We'll put the stuff on Quantum Elite in there as well. So you can see Bobby and myself, actually, in Quantum Elite and a load of other people who are um, kind of opening the 5D experience for people. So if you want to know more about that, then Quantum Elite is definitely a place where you want to go. But we'll put all that in. We'll put the links to your YouTube channel. But I just want to say thank you so so much um and with that i think we'll end it there so thank you so much and goodbye everybody thank you for listening bye bye if you enjoyed today's podcast why don't you come and join us at facebook.com forward slash talking underscore minds and don't forget to give us a little like Thanks very much for listening. See you soon.